in a sense, they were more worries. Was I, I, I was worried about would I be able to meet people? Would I connect with people? Would I, would my biggest actual fear though was would I get what I wanted and what I needed from this trip? Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hello, everyone. You are listening to episode 53 of the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast. Welcome. And this happens to be the last in our series of four interviews with long-term travelers. And today we get to talk with Miss Stephanie Mayo, who just returned from what she referred to as her epic solo adventure, which was a three-month trip throughout Europe. And if you read the blog, you may remember seeing an article by Stephanie about solo travel, and you will be seeing more from her in the future as she is a guest writer for the blog. So I'm excited that we're getting to know her a bit more today. Um, And she actually has her own travel blog as well. It's called The World As I See It. And she's just a great fit for us because she really embodies the mission behind the budget-minded travelers. So I am excited to share this interview with you guys. And quickly before we get into it, I want to remind you all of two things. One, if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter yet, you can join me there. I give away four downloadable PDFs right when you subscribe, which include five actionable steps to get you closer to your next trip, two complete packing lists, and a PDF guide about how to use your iPhone or any smartphone really overseas. So if you want to get those, all you have to do is subscribe, which you can do at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash newsletter. And I send updates once a month about what's happening around The Budget Minded Traveler, the podcast, where I am in my travels, which is really about to pick up as I'm preparing for my own long-term trip that I'm leaving for in just a couple weeks, which is crazy. So find me there if you want to stay in communication with me about my travels around the world. And the other thing is if you haven't joined the BMT community group on Facebook yet, you are hereby invited to become a member. (laughs) It is a thriving group of travelers and aspiring travelers sharing advice every day about destinations all across the world and travel gear and other fun things. And it's literally you guys. So you can connect with each other and me there as well. And you can find that at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash community. That will redirect you there. Or head on over to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thebudgetmindedtraveler.com. And there's an invite there as well. Um, Okay, enough housekeeping. Let's get to the goods. Here we go with Stephanie. All right, Stephanie Mayo, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. And, And where in the world are you today? Well, right now, I'm just about an hour north of Toronto in um, Barrie, Ontario. And this is where you're from, right? Yes. Well, I was born in Toronto, but for 25 years, I've lived here. Okay, right. So this is your home. And you have just returned from three months overseas on your own. When did you come back? About a week and a half ago. 
A week and a, yeah, so you're fresh. You're fresh yes. off, yeah, fresh Very off your fresh. travels. And I really <laughs> wanted to catch you right at this time because um, you're actually helping me make part of a series about long-term travel on my podcast right now. And this is the final episode of this series. And I thought maybe it would be appropriate to um, catch you so fresh off your travels so we can kind of talk about, you know, the things that you learned on your trip now that, that it's, it's, it's happened, you know, and this was such a big deal for you and, yes. and retransitioning back into, um, your normal life afterwards. And, um, you, you went for three months, which I think is a really, really great amount of time. I think a lot of people, a lot of travelers, I should say, recommend that everyone should try kind of long-term travel and, and long-term can be, you know, a month or two months or three months. Um, and so I think, or years, you know, of course, obviously. Exactly. Um, but I, um, I'm excited to have you to talk about this perfect three month length. At least that's kind of, that's kind of the way that I see it. So, um, so why don't you give us an idea of just who you are and, and what your life looks like normally? Like what, what do you normally do? And, uh, and then we'll get into the travels. All right. Well, normal everyday life. Uh, I'm an easygoing kind of girl, nine to five job mm -hmm. uh, with far too many interests <laughs> for most people. Uh, with I have two blogs, the travel blog, the world as I see it, as well as a zoo blog, Lady of the Zoos, <laughs> uh, which is so many people call me nowadays, Lady of the Zoos, which kind of stemmed from I used to work at a zoo. Uh -huh. Um yeah, so, uh, and then I wanted to get sort of out of that and more educating the public on zoos in general, conservation and stuff like that. So, which also sort of kind of plays into my, my love of travel and wanting to see the great outdoors, landscapes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, in my normal life, if I'm not traveling, I'm, I, I got to spend lots of time outdoors. So I'm hiking mm -hmm. or um, taking in uh, any kind of... Um, outdoor festivals and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I mean, I live in Montana and it's beautiful here. And so I try to get out as often as possible. Um, it also kind of gives me that free feeling, you know, just, yes. yeah, <laughs> you the, get the it. Free yeah. feeling you get from travel sort of in your own daily life. Definitely. Yep. Little escape, little escapes exactly. here and there. So what started travel for you in the first place? Well, other than traveling uh, a couple times down to uh, Florida as a child, I didn't really have um, any travel or anything like that plans. I actually was terrified uh, to fly. I never thought I would fly, mm. and which was funny because I always had these wild ideas of going to these far-off places like Cambodia to see Angkor Wat or um, the Great Pyramids. Um, Though I haven't seen those yet, uh, they're still on my agenda. It really mm -hmm. kind of started for me when my brother uh, moved over to London. And I thought, what a great excuse sort of to go explore. So I asked a friend and on a whim, asked her if she wanted to go backpacking for a month uh, around Europe. And it that was 10 years ago, actually, 2005. And it just sort of mm -hmm. spun out of control from there. And I've been got the travel blog ever since. Awesome. And what is it that you did? Did I miss this? What is it that you do? Um, what's your job now? Actually, I'm just I work production in a retail company. Okay. 
So So absolutely nothing travel related. (laughs) Right. Which I think is most people, you know, I think that's very relatable. So people like you who find yourselves in X job that has nothing to do with travel still want to be able to get out there and see the world. And so this is how you do it. So yours started with, um, did you say the backpacking trip was a month? Yes. Okay. With your friend in 2005, right? Okay. So you kind of bit the bullet and went for that. A month is a good amount of time for your first trip. I thought so too. Yeah. And then, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it really sort of, um, cause if you want to really make a, a, an impression on yourself, I felt like I want to see X amount of places, but I don't want to rush it too much. So I thought, yeah, month, a month is a great, a great time. Yeah. And were you working a nine to five at that time too? Yes. So did you quit it or did you just take that? I actually had, um, uh, three weeks vacation. So it, it sort of, it worked out. Okay. I just took it all at once. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) And then I was going to ask you the same thing about this, this one, because you have this current nine to five. Did Mm -hmm. you do the, I mean, obviously you're not going to have three months of vacation saved up. Right. So what did you do? So I actually asked about a year ago, made sure that it was far in advance. Um, and they're, my job is, and my bosses are, are really good with me knowing that I have a passion for travel. So they sort of kind of a more, maybe a little bit more lenient on me and, uh, and helpful with me when it comes to taking time off. So uh, I told them about a year ago that I would like to take three months off, um, I have uh, three month or three weeks vacation, so I would be taking the three weeks vacation and then two months uh, leave of absence. Okay. And um, the way it worked out, it, 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 I was able to do it. I know that's not a, always pliable for a lot of people in sort of a nine to five job, but the way my job works, it, it, it worked out for me. That's but that's great, and that's one of the things we talk about on this podcast here and there is is going ahead and asking for that leave of absence because exactly you never know what they might say. You know, they might say yes. <laughs> What's the worst they can say is no. Yeah. So. so did so you then had to probably do a little bit of extra saving knowing that you were going to have two months of unpaid leave, correct? Yes. Yes. So what did that look like for you? Did you have to make any sacrifices? A lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over yes. the last year, I made, uh, after my last trip, I made a lot of sacrifices. It was a lot of um, spending time at home, um, still getting out into the outdoors, which was sort of my escape, but in a cheap way of hiking and and stuff like that. If I wanted coffee, I would make it at home. I wouldn't be um, getting that, uh, that double-double first thing in the morning <laughs> on the way into work. I would... Mm-hmm. Uh, friends wanted to go out to dinner, I would say, let's eat in. Mm-hmm. So um, it uh, it really goes to show you that, I mean, I have a nine to five job. I don't make a lot of money, but if you want to make travel a priority and you want to save up for it, it's possible. It's truly possible. It literally is about making it a priority and then um, making your sacrifices. What are you w- willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice that all those clothes and those shoes and um, going out for dinner all the time. Um, I was totally willing to sacrifice that. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's I just let you talk right there because that's like <laughs> that's what I preach, girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
that's it though that's the key everything falls into one word and that's priorities yeah yes amazing awesome good for you you did it (laughs) yeah and i know you were looking forward to this for for a long time because you were talking about it on on social media this this epic you called it your epic solo adventure right yes yeah because you were going alone which is another thing that that interests me i mean yeah especially because you had fears about traveling before. Did it did it scare you to think that you were going to go alone? Uh, it did in the sense of um, I'd done a couple of solo travels uh, within the last year and a half, but this was going to be my first solo trip in a for, in foreign countries. Okay. So right. with language barrier, uh, it was um, it was definitely something I it was on my mind. Right. Which makes sense. And in fact, actually, I wanted to bring this up. You actually did. You guys may have heard of Stephanie before, if you read the blog, because uh, you have graced my blog, the Budget Minded Traveler blog. Um, And the first article that you did was called Fear Not for the Love of Solo Travel, which I am going to link to on the show notes page from here. But I loved that because you that's what you touched on. um, Basically, what you just said right there that you started. You you actually had a few trips uh, within the States, too, right? Yes. Um, so Canada, U.S., going solo, kind of easing your way into it and finding that you were comfortable there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt was that um, I I never thought I would travel solo, actually. I mean, I, I loved traveling with my friends. I thought it was liberating. I thought it was fun. We got to share in, um, in our travels and our memories. And I thought, would it be boring alone? Would I be able to enjoy myself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I am a sort of personal person that uh, like to have my alone time at home and 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 do my thing alone. But I thought travel would I would I be okay with solo travel? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, what better way to start that than just just a simple week? In, and I went to Charlotte for a week uh, down in North Carolina. I thought a week is a good. Um, is a good starter to, to try to ease into solo travel. Was it going to be something for me? Was I, was it going to like it? And I instantly fell in love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just sort of opens your eyes to a whole new way of living sort of Mm -hmm. thing. I'm really excited to hear that. (laughs) It's really (laughs) encouraging because I am about to embark on my own kind of solo adventure. And it's funny because when we travel, I mean, I can't, it's hard to even say that, yeah, it's going to be traveling solo because you know how many people you meet on the road. And if you want to at any given time, you don't really need to be alone. I mean, you can put yourself out there and make a friend if, if you need to in that moment, you know? Um, I mean, except for probably rare occasions, but most of the time Mm -hmm. there are other travelers around, there are locals, there are people and, um, the language barrier can be an issue, <laughs> but sometimes it can be exciting. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Do you speak any other languages? Uh, I speak a little bit of Italian. Okay. Um, learned a little bit of French as a, as a child. So, mm-hmm. um, have a little bit of that, but I'm not really fluent in anything other than English. Okay. But you make it work, right? But still, yeah. You learn what you can a little, a little bit here and there and, uh, you make do. Mm-hmm. And usually I've never gone anywhere where people weren't welcoming and helpful yeah. knowing that you don't know the language. Mm-hmm. People are so hospitable. Exactly. So, Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that, um, that the language barrier was 
one of your fears going into this. Did you have any other fears about this trip? Um, I did. Uh, and I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call them fears. I guess I, in a sense, they were more worries. Was I, I, I was worried about would I be able to meet people? Would I connect with people? Would I, would my biggest actual fear though was would I get what I wanted and what I needed from this trip? Hmm. What was that? Uh, to really discover who I am, what I wanted, and who I wanted to be. And I, I really found that this trip helped me to create a whole new me with keeping the same great parts that I've always been. Mm-hmm. And realizing that every day is a new day. And whether you're at home or you're abroad, every day is a new day. And life is too short to worry about the small things and just live it to the max, whether you're working or whether you're traveling. So it really, really drove that home for me. Absolutely. And what else? I mean, okay, this is kind of a golden nugget here. I love that you discovered so much about yourself on this trip because that point right there, especially the question that I asked you going into this, what were your fears? A lot of people have fears around travel, Mm -hmm. especially because, I mean, not only are you going to a new land, I mean, it's outside of most people's comfort zone. So that's just an obvious thing. Yes, it's okay. It's normal to have fears, right? Yes. But how great was the reward? Oh, (laughs) astounding. Yeah. Absolutely astounding. It really shows you when you push yourself out of your comfort zone, like you said, it really shows you you can do anything. It proves to yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. Anything. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. And I think most people just don't take that leap. They don't. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's sad because, I mean, just because you're afraid of something. I know it's funny. Everybody sa- said to me, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave <laughs> yes. for going solo for three months. And I, I laughed and I said, you know what's funny? I don't really consider myself brave, but I, I, I see what you're saying. But mm-hmm. to me, it's, it, it's not that I'm fearless. It's not that I don't have worries or doubts or, or anything like that. It's, it's about living in the face of fear and not letting it stop you. Because in anything you do in life, whether it's travel or or whatever your dream is, I just feel like you can't let fear stop you from making any kind of leap, mm-hmm. any kind of choices. Yep. And one of my favorite quotes is that life, life starts at the edge of your comfort zone. Yes. And I think that that's true, too. It so does. Because that's, that's where you're in that sweet spot where... You have no choice but to make decisions and surprise yourself and become resourceful and learn and grow and meet people and learn new words and see new places and all all these things that come with doing that via travel. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) Totally agree. Right at the edge of your comfort zone, like you said, it's it's liberating. It's scary, but it's it's so rewarding. Mm -hmm. It's like. It's like you're almost free as a bird, like just able to fly, let your wings go and just live. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's probably safe to say that you uh, you conquered that fear of not being sure if you were going to (laughs) get what you wanted out of your trip. (laughs) 
You're you're so right. I got everything I wanted and more. That's amazing. Has it changed your immediate life so it, far? It like, kind of has in the sense that I I made it clear to everybody when I came back. I don't I don't want to be surrounded by negativity. Mm-hmm. I don't want um I don't want to be uh the person that I was in the sense that uh I worried a lot um I, I sort of got drawn into to the mundane routine and I said you know what I, I don't want to I, I don't want to live like that if mm-hmm. I can't travel every day then I want to make sure that I'm living my life to the fullest every day whether it's doing my best at work or coming home and making that great meal that I learned from somewhere abroad um, and then getting outdoors and 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 exploring my my own backyard mm-hmm. so I really feel like it's it's definitely changed the way I live my life back at home as well as um, how I want to be and how I want to surround myself with certain people and certain attitudes. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> and you did that in three months and you yes. can carry this with you for a lifetime. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, slash when is the next trip? <laughs> oh. Surprisingly, I was just saying this today. Um, this is the first time in probably 10 years since my very first big trip that I haven't got another trip planned. <laughs> Usually I've always got something planned. But um, I think right now I'm going to do some exploring of my own backyard, Ontario. It's got some great uh, some great places to discover. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And are you, I'm curious... Did you do it well with your finances to where you're still comfortable right now? Are you freaking yes. out or are you okay? I was I was a little afraid because I thought uh, three months, two months of no pay. And I thought, am I, am I going to really – did my budget really work out so that I've spent exactly how much I thought it would, give or take? Mm-hmm. Um, and I – I was a little afraid of that, thinking I didn't want to come back home broke, mm-hmm. even though I knew I thankfully had a job to come back to. Um, but uh, everything worked out. I came back with pennies to spare, mm-hmm. uh, back into work, and, and uh, everything is good with money. That's great. Really and good. where did you go on this trip? Uh, well, I started out in London, um, and I ended up making my way – I went to Europe and started in Lisbon and sort of made my way across okay. <laughs> Europe mm-hmm. all the way to Greece and um, wow. Romania and Prague. And then I end up spending a month alone in the UK traveling around, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yeah. That is a bit expensive though. It is, especially the UK. Mm-hmm. Right. It really was. So um, thankfully when I was in London, the two weeks I was in London, I spent, uh, I stayed with my brother, which helped mm, with accommodations. Okay. Yeah. But, um, it, it's really about deciding on what you want to spend your money on traveling. I'm not a big foodie to be honest. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with, um, maybe grabbing something from the, the local supermarket, but some of their hot food. So yep. for dinner makes it super easy. I mean, for five pounds, I could have an entire meal from the supermarket and eat it back at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually try and get places to stay that, uh, have breakfast included, which is always yes. so much easier on the budget. So. Yes, definitely. That's a, that's one of those number one travel tips for 
for traveling on a budget is yeah. get those places that include breakfast because that'll save you another. I mean, that could save you easily 10 bucks in, in a exactly. lot of places. So, exactly. yeah. And, and also free tours. There's so many oh, yeah. free tours out there. Mm-hmm. Walking so, tours and walking tours. yep. I love that. Did you yeah. ever stumble across um, Sandman's New Europe? Yes. I love their stuff. I've oh done my gosh. You have their tours. Yes. Yes. They're Their fantastic. walking tour of East Berlin, I think I've even mentioned this on this podcast before, is oh so <laughs> good. I've done it a couple a few times, I think. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but I've done Prague with them too. Did you do Prague? I didn't get a chance to do Prague. Okay. No. Yeah. But that's so that's good stuff. I'll put a link to that. Free walking tours is uh is good stuff. It that's really is. What other kind of free tours were you able to do? Um well, mostly free walking tours, like not even just the Sandman's, but a lot of um, cities have their own free walking tours with local guides, which is yes. mm-hmm. which I find is great because I know a lot of the Sandman ones, the the guys and girls are usually um, a lot of times I find tourists themselves that have stumbled upon there, fall in love with the place and are now giving tours. But right. the local tours, they'll give you the, the little sort of ins and outs and and little details that um, maybe somebody who has only been there 10 years doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually did that with um in, where were we? Skopje in, in Macedonia. There was just a guy who started doing the tours because he loved it so much. Yes. And that's, those are always the greatest. Yeah. And it was only him. And so, you know, like if he were, I mean, he would do it rain or shine. In fact, it was raining the day that we went. Um, but he is the one man show. That's it. He doesn't have a company or anything. He just does them because he loves them. <laughs> and I don't even know how we found him. It was like we found him online somehow, but I don't even know if he had a website. You know, it was maybe just a review. Um, or yeah, something. something like that. <laughs> but that's a good point. Free tours are are a, a great way to make your pennies stretch. Exactly. And how much did you budget for this trip? To be honest, I budgeted about 10 grand. Okay. And that being said, it's because, I mean, if you're, if I was going to be backpacking, I could have done it in far less. Okay. But my twenties are over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my thirties and backpacking is so not for me. I wanted a little bit of budget, but luxury. Right. So, um, I wanted to make sure I had private bathrooms. I had, I was staying in comfortable hotels and stuff like that. So, okay. And did you get, did you get close to hitting that or did you exhaust it? No, it was, uh, I was just shy of my budget. Awesome. Yeah. And you were comfortable. Did you have to yes. sacrifice much? No. Okay, good. Really. <laughs> See, it can be done. Still it can be lots done. lots of souvenirs, still took the odd taxi. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. pretty good though, because, um, when I, the way that I have kind of budgeted Europe and I never, to be honest, I never actually sit down and write down a budget. Like I know, I, I hope that that doesn't sound like uh, strange coming from me, but I, I just, that's just not the kind of thing that I do. I don't sit down and write it, no. but I kind of observe as I go and I end up averaging out um, just in my head, kind of what things cost. And I have found that over the years, traveling in Europe on shorter trips, like when you're constantly traveling, you know, going from place to place. And and I really like fast travel. So that does include a a lot of transportation, um, you know, different hotels, hostels, whatever it is, including some couch surfing here and there, whatever it is, it usually averages out to be 
um, about $500 a week, Mm -hmm. I would say, per person. Yes. Per person. And so, and that's in Europe, which is more expensive than, you know, traveling in other places in the world. But um, that, what is that? $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's being cheap. That's on the cheap side. Mm -hmm. And so the, what you have just said is like, I think that's perfectly, um, you know, exponentially just more than, you know, just, it's like an upgrade from backpacker to the next one. And it's like, I really think that that's a, that's an ideal amount. That's a good budget. Mm-hmm. Like realistic, I guess I should yeah, say. Exactly. Because a lot of people, I mean, in your 20s, it's nice to, to, to get into those hostels and stuff like that. And there's such great um, resources to, to meet people and stuff like that and to save your pennies. But um, sometimes when you're traveling solo and, and when you're in your 30s, you want a little bit of luxury, mm-hmm. but on a budget mm-hmm. and the sort of to sort of weed that out, I I wanted to make sure that I was not spending ridiculous amount of money, but I wanted to be comfortable. I still wanted to make sure that I had money for souvenirs. I had money to go to all the attractions that I wanted to see, Mm -hmm. um, and take various other tours and, and stuff like that. And, and I think what really sort of made the, the bulk of the, the money was in the UK, Mm -hmm. which was probably, um, even though it was only a month out of the two months I was gone, it probably was a third at, uh, or I mean, two thirds of my budget. Wow. Mm-hmm. Portugal. Did you find Portugal was cheap? It, it was, was surprisingly cheap. It was. I was really surprised. Yeah, that was yeah. And some of those places are you just find I mean, along the way, all of the places that you mentioned, mm-hmm. there are so many places that are just cheaper than uh than I would expect in Europe. Exactly. I think that we we also have an advantage. You went at a really good time for the I, uh, exchange. I did. Uh, well, for if I was in the U.S., it would have been a lot better because uh, right. <laughs> uh, the Canadian dollar isn't as good as the U.S. dollar, but um, it was. And I, I always made sure to keep an eye on the exchange rate because if I was going to be taking out money, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't going too high or if it was going, if it looked like it was going to be going high, I made sure to take out money before it did. Like I, like my last time, my last time I took out cash uh, in the UK, I was watching it for about two weeks and I was noticing the Canadian dollar wasn't doing well. And I knew that I needed to take out X amount of cash before the end of my trip. I still had about three weeks left in the UK and I said, you know what, I'm going to take it all out now. And thankfully I did because uh, the pound rose and the my Canadian dollar kind of fell. So it got really ugly for a while there. But thankfully, um, keeping an eye on the exchange rate really helped too. That um, is a brilliant tip mm-hmm. because that's actually something that you have to kind of, it's something you have to constantly think about or you have to remind yourself to do, which is not something that I do. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just take out money whenever I need to, you know, but watching the ex- watching the currency rate. I have is, the app on my phone and it makes it super easy. Which app do you use? Um, the XE, I yeah. think it's called XE.com. XE currency. Yeah, that's the one I use too, but I don't use it to watch. I just use it to do math because I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a that's a brilliant tip. I'm gonna keep that one. Um, 
Okay. So um, I guess this is, was there anything else about specifically about budget that you, that you want to share? Cause that was, that was good. The free um, tips, watching the currency or the free tips, the free tours. <laughs> yeah. The free tours, the, the exchange, watching the exchange rate. Um, I just and- love that you made it a priority also to, to keep, to set some money aside to do the activities that you wanted to do. Because I mean, this whole thing, like my entire, this whole idea around budget-minded travel, <laughs> it's a mindset, you know? And one of the things that's really important to me is, is actually, is well, is adventure travel. And so mm-hmm. I like to splurge for activities. And so making sure that there's money for that is so important because if exactly. you're, you know, just if you really don't have enough to get by and you're sleeping in hostels and eating ramen all the time, like you're not going to have money for those activities either, you know, exactly so saving up and, and figuring out your priorities, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Cause you do want to get over there and miss something yeah. and realize, well, am I going to get another chance to get back here? You want to make the most of your time there. So making sure you have the budget to do all the activities that you want to do there, I think is, is definitely key. Mm-hmm. So now that you're back, <laughs> how is um, transitioning back into your everyday life? Um, it was surprisingly smooth mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Everybody was like, oh, it must have been so hard getting back to work. But it actually wasn't. I think being on the go like from 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning for 12 hours a day, it didn't really mm-hmm. – it, it was <laughs> nice to get back to a – uh, a nice calm routine of work and relaxing almost to, to sort of ease back into that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it's been strange because you think, gosh, I, I can't, it's almost seems like a dream. Was I really there? Did it really <laughs> happen? But then you just, all the memories flood back and you realize, gosh, it was, it was really was epic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. And do you think now that it's over as well, do you think three months was a good amount of time? It was perfect. And it why? Really why perfect. do you think that? Um, Because for me, it gave me the exact amount of time. I didn't want... I'm like you in the sense that I like to, I like fast paced travel. I like to make the most of my time. Um, especially if I'm going on short trips, I would like to make the most of my time and get as much in as I can. But I wanted to make sure that I, I was getting all I wanted to do, but I, I was also spending time there in certain cities, at least mostly five days in a city to sort of get my, my, my feelings, my bearings and, and I found sometimes even by the fifth day, I felt, gosh, there's still so much more to explore. But thankfully, I had five days here because mm-hmm. um, I found three days. It's good if you have a limited amount of time, but you don't really get to feel the city. Mm-hmm. You don't really get to sort of find that that cafe or that shop around the corner that you can sort of call home mm-hmm. for those few days sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I and I felt like three months gave me the perfect amount of time in each city to really get to know it and to enjoy it and to almost feel at home there. Awesome. That's great. Um, and I actually think five days is a lot for fast travel. Yeah. But that 
also means you don't have to go rushing back to that same place again, exactly. <laughs> which I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I repeat travel a lot, which I think maybe it works out for me because then like over all the times, you know, it's like, oh, I, I yeah, I've been to this. Place. Now I've seen all these things within this one city over like three visits. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I lived in Rome for um, months, four, three months or something, and I still didn't do everything. Yeah. And so it's almost like three days is too little because you can do the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Roman Forum, the mm-hmm. Spanish stuff, like all that stuff. But three three months, once you're living there, it's like you kind of just you become a local and you forget that you should yes. see all those things. And so adding those two days is almost sounds like perfection to me because then mm-hmm. you can do the catacombs, too, you know, and you yes. can make it to Trastevere and all, all these other things that are that, mm-hmm. of course, you know, these cities have to offer. I just use Rome as an example, but that's fascinating. I love that you did that. Um, cool. So my uh, my culminating question for you is, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this is the one that I love to ask everybody who comes on my show, um, but specifically about your epic solo adventure for three months. What kind of advice would you give to other people considering doing a trip like this? Um. I had probably wide array of advice for different people. I mean, for those who are really wanting to travel, but waiting for somebody to come along, I say, don't wait. Life is too short. If you want to travel, go. If you're afraid, you can do it. And the best way to do it, if you're afraid, I find if you have fears, is to plan. Your best goal Mm. is to plan it all out. The more you know, of the city, of the things you want to do, um, of the, say, the specific language, you want to know a couple of words, a couple of phrases, the more you know, the more comfortable you are going. So mm-hmm. it sort of relays the fears. Um, and regards to budget, I'd say make sure you you make it a priority. If travel is your priority, then, then decide, okay, do I really need this? No. And to me, funny enough, I always relay everything to travel costs. Well, do I really <laughs> yes. need this $100 pair of shoes? No, because that can get me a really nice night out somewhere in um, a, a night, say, in a hotel in Paris. Yes. So it, to me, I start relaying that to that. What can this get me in travel terms? Mm-hmm. So um, and the number one for me is don't let fear slow you down. Don't let it be a deciding factor for you. Life is too short. You got to make the most of it and don't wait for anyone. Just get out there and go. Yay. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Everything you just said is like this whole mission. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Um, I think my listeners are almost probably tired of hearing about the whole perspective thing by now because <laughs> I drill it into their heads. Priorities and perspective, you know, yeah. how important is that monthly repeating bill or can I buy a plane ticket with that? You know, or all of those, those, uh, if, if this or that kind of things, I love it. It's so good. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Um, I'm I'm really, really grateful that you were able to come share. And I'm so excited for you that you just took this epic trip that you 
did it. You're done. It's and yes. you're gonna do it again. I'm, I'm sure. sure I will. <laughs> yes. So keep in touch. Let me know when you're uh, gonna be going on another one. And in the meantime, we're gonna see you on the blog, which I'm excited about. So yes. keep an eye out, you guys, for Stephanie um, as a guest writer on the blog. So um, thank you so much. We'll chat with you soon. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And don't forget what Stephanie said about fear. Just don't let it slow you down or be a deciding factor. I love that because the fears will fade away and the rewards will completely surprise you. And you will be changed like she was, like I have been. Travel is kind of famous for that. Um, don't forget to check out Stephanie's blog, The World As I See It. You can find that and the notes and links from anything we mentioned in this interview on the show notes page at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 53. And I'm going to be back soon with the next series, which is with the four people who have started different businesses out of travel. And we are kicking it off with something unprecedented here on the show. Yes, there will be a guest and some of you have heard of him already, Um, but we're going to switch things up and he's actually going to be the host and I'm going to be the interviewee. (laughs) So yes, I am being interviewed on my own podcast and I cannot wait to share that with you. So stay tuned and I'll see you right back here soon.